Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week we have a guest episode. So my wonderful guest is Natalie Haley. She is a content manager and her business is called Hot Content, and she works with small business owners and entrepreneurs to help them be consistent with their content and make the most of their content as well. Um, Natalie also has a podcast, One Hot Thing, and a blog. And like me, she's really passionate about content repurposing, which is maybe why we get on so well so welcome to the show Natalie. Hi Amy it's great to be here. It's funny isn't it we've been friends online for ages now but we've never have we never actually met in person. Yeah, we keep talking that we need to meet at the Trafford Centre and we're going to do it we're going to do it. <laughs> it's one of those things where we haven't met but as soon as we do meet we'll just natter on with each other oh, for hours as if we've known each other forever won't we. Yeah, <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on the show I really appreciate it and like I said I think we um, we both have a mutual love for content repurposing and quality content don't we yes absolutely yeah so tell me um, a little bit more about what you do I know I, I said you help entrepreneurs business owners be more consistent with their content tell us a little bit more about that yeah, so I normally get involved um, not so much with the creation of content, whether it's audio, video or written content, but I normally get involved after the content has been created to actually help people publish that content to repurpose it and then promote it because as much effort as we all put into creating content from scratch and it is a huge commitment to do it consistently unfortunately that's only 50% if that of the the entire process that you have to go through to actually get that content seen um so I'm really aware that there's a lot of very very busy business owners and entrepreneurs out there who um, put their all into their content but don't necessarily have the time to fit in everything that comes after that to actually get traffic driven to that content and get the results from it. So that's kind of where I come in after a video has been edited or after a podcast has been edited or a blog's been written. It's actually physically, you know, helping them get it published and get it out there to their audience. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. Obviously, that's what what we do here at Content 10X as well, because it's, yeah. it's like you said, it's one thing to actually create the content, but there's yeah. so much more that you then need to do. Yeah. Um, so what we wanted to go through today, what I'm really keen to know is what you do with the video content that you work with. So um, where uh, videos, you know, it can be time consuming. You have to think of so many other aspects of the content creation than just you know, writing a blog post and, you know, podcasting obviously is a bit more complex as well. But I think when people create video content, it can often be maybe the more time consuming content of all, but in my opinion, then the, the highest engaging content as well and, and the most repurposable content too. So you put a lot of time into it, but then you can get lots out of it as well. Mm -hmm. So um, what I wanted to dig into is 
like starting from the start, I suppose, the steps that you follow to really effectively um, like produce, promote and repurpose a video and the tools that you use and all that kind of stuff as well. So where does it start for you in the process? Right. So with um, video, normally people are putting that video on YouTube, not necessarily, but for the purposes of this um, focus on on how it works with YouTube. Um so it all starts with really having your, your whole process mapped out. Um, so what I'll sort of start by saying is that how much I love a spreadsheet, Amy. <laughs> very, very sad in that way. But I really believe that the key to everything is, is having a process in place. And I think there's so many great tools out there for getting organized with your processes. There's like Asana and Trello and all the rest of it. And I think they're great. Um, but I do think sometimes we can try and overcomplicate things a little bit. Um, and, and I really think that especially if you you tend to get overwhelmed with content, you know, production and promotion and everything is just really to keep it simple and, and yeah. map out your process on a spreadsheet and the satisfaction to be gained from ticking, you know, things off already <laughs> done in a little box is immense. <laughs> so, <laughs> I agreed. <laughs> yeah. So I make sure that I've got everything mapped out first of all, but for a video, so again, I would normally receive it once it's been edited and it's actually good to go. Um, I would normally do some um, physically upload it to YouTube, first of all, um, and then really do some keyword research because all of that effort that's gone into creating a video, we want to get the most mileage out of as possible. So we want to make sure we get as many eyes on it as possible. Um, so there's so many great tools out there for working out um, what relevant keywords we can use for our videos. Um, so my favorite tool, I would say, is one called Morning Fame. Um, and what it allows you to do is um, select a sort of focus keyword for a video, a little bit like Yoast for WordPress. Yeah. People that use it for their blog. Um, select a focus keyword and then it helps you research the relevant tags because you can have quite a number of, of tags um, on YouTube. Um, so, for example, if you're... Um, tag for a video was going to if your keyword was going to be content repurposing you would choose tags on variation on that keyword so content repurposing 2019 or how to repurpose content and all of these different variations and these tools there's the morning fame but there's also like TubeBuddy and vidIQ and they all help you look by search volume and see which are the most kind of popular um searched for terms so cool really important when it comes to getting as many eyes on your content as possible yeah um so that would be the next stage um it's then really really important to um get captions on your videos as well so um I suppose that's where the, the kind of repurposing kind of starts really is making sure that you're making it as accessible to as many people as possible because we all kind of know now that so many people watch video with the sound off they might be on the bus or at work um, so really important to make sure that people can still consume your content in the environment that they're in. So I tend to use rev.com um, to get captions for videos um, physically upload the video to there. And then when they're ready, download the captions as well. And a little repurposing trick that I find um, with rev.com is that um, you don't have to pay any more money. Um, but when you download your captions, you can also select a transcript as well. Yeah. Um, and I I swear by that because when we come to the step later on where we repurpose the video into, into blog content, that forms a really great base for creating the blog um, because you've literally got the full transcript of 
of the video content there. And when you so when you get the captions um, and you are on YouTube, so what we tend to do is we will burn the captions onto our videos so that it's not really optional. Um, but is that something that you do or do you add them into YouTube and then people can select whether they want captions on or captions off? Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, YouTube will automatically generate captions for you and, you know, and that's fine. Uh, if you go into your advanced settings, um, you'll, you'll see that every YouTube video does have some, but they're not that reliable. So I tend to do it that way, tend to um, download from Rev what they call it, an, an SRT file and then there's a, an option where you can upload that file to YouTube um, and the ones that come through rev.com I find are really you know 99.9% you know reliable oh yeah well, I mean we use rev we, we've been they're just our number one we don't use anyone else but rev and we are in literally fits of laughter when we look at the um, captions generated by by YouTube or Facebook yes. or if you just use free tools and it because it's all AI it's not humans it's no. it's bots and um it, it, you know they don't pick up the words correctly you wouldn't expect them to pick them all up but yeah I agree I mean you can use cheaper tools and they won't be humans like Rev and if you want to then spend a considerable amount of time correcting all the different words and typos and mistakes that's fine because not everyone has the budget for Rev but if you are just willing to spend a little bit of money the time saving is huge isn't it so it's it's well worth it and like you said you can um, you can ask for them to create the caption file and get the SRT file, but then you can also um, download from that order the transcript as well, can't you? So it works really, really well. I think that's just one of the best features. The fact that you don't have to actually pay any more yeah. to get that full transcript is it's worth its weight in gold when it comes to repurposing your content for sure. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, once you've got your um, captions onto your YouTube video, it's then a case of um, focusing on your, your video title and your yeah. description, um, your tags sort of come in under the SEO part we were talking about in the morning fame um, part and your thumbnail. Um, so your, your title, um, you base that around kind of the keyword that you want that video to be found for. Um, so again, tools like morning fame will help you generate the best title. Um, but again, with your title, it's getting the balance of um, pleasing the algorithm and getting the keyword in there, but then also making it appealing and, um, you know, eye catching to your actual audience as well. Um, so it's, it's getting that balance. And then mm. the description, um, should really aim to, you know, give a, a synopsis of what the video is going to be about, but really try and hook people in. So you can use quite a few sentences, a couple of paragraphs um, to really just kind of draw people in. And when it comes to the thumbnail as well, I always say that people don't spend enough time in general focusing on the thumbnail. Um, and a lot of people will actually, they'll have the video title, but they'll use the same text on their thumbnail. Whereas your thumbnail is actually a really good opportunity to, it's another piece of, of space of, of YouTube real estate, if you like, to really maximize. So you've already got your YouTube t video title. So use your thumbnail to, you know, play around with different text and um, try and bring a different angle to things and draw people in a different way rather than just duplicating what you've already written for your video title. Oh, that's interesting. So would you put a different title on the thumbnail than the title? Yeah. Um, 
because the title that you put in to um, the YouTube uh, description, obviously that you're aiming for the keywords, yeah. but then you can go for something totally different on yeah. the thumbnail. Yeah. Um, and so I agree with you in terms of thumbnails and how you should spend time on them. And yeah. I know when I've spoken to people like um, like Pat Flynn, I mean, he told me that they can spend hours and hours and hours and hours on the thumbnails because yeah. they're actually so important. So, so what do you, what what kind of research do you do to see what's working and not working in the in the YouTube thumbnail world um, and you know what the trends are and what people are responding to yeah it's quite a bit of experimentation really um, and playing around with things different layouts um, so when you think most people now are viewing YouTube um, you know on the well a lot of people are viewing it on your mobile device so that thumbnail is going to be absolutely tiny Mm. on a mobile amongst all of the others so it's got to be quite clear um your text has got to be really bold um clean and ideally if you can get um a picture of you if you if you are the main person that features in the video try and get images of you try and really put some effort into the background of your thumbnail as well so rather than just taking a screenshot of your video actually spend some time just take five ten minutes to actually take some pictures of yourself in different poses that are perhaps relevant so if you've got a video of you kind of I don't know unboxing a package or whatever it is you feature get a picture of you doing that different poses different facial expressions and that kind of thing but um, I think the main rules are just to, to keep it really clear and bold um, and just play around with with your text so um, you know try and use that space ideally four to five words if that I mean if you can keep mm. three then that's great it's sometimes quite hard to do yeah um but you can be a little bit more kind of not cryptic necessarily but whilst your title should be make it include the keyword and make it really clear what this video is going to teach people or help them with your thumbnail can be a little bit more fun if you like a little bit more um yeah yeah be a little bit more creative with it I think so yeah Yeah. it has to stand out Mm. yeah definitely definitely and and then once you you've done that step it's really about um making sure you're maximizing all of the content on your channel so linking your videos together so for example a bit like we do with a blog where we try and link one blog to an older blog or a more a relevant blog um similar with your video so yeah video on a particular topic it's using cards so cards the little bits that um you get a little um eye in a circle um top right hand corner when you're watching a youtube video that you can click on and yes send you off to another video so try and intersperse throughout the video if you mention another video make sure you have it at that point the card linking people off to that video um but it doesn't necessarily have to be at a point where you're mentioning another video or piece of content or website you can just intersperse them throughout relevant other relevant pieces of of content or other playlists on your channel and just to make it really easy for people to navigate and and find as much of your content as possible yeah completely makes sense yeah same with your end screen as well so make sure you've got a call to action on that end screen at the very end of the video getting people to subscribe but also linking off to other playlists or particular videos on your channel so again it's just all about making sure that you're getting the most mileage out of all that effort you've put in previously to creating content as well as this particular piece of content as well Mm. yeah 
Um, and do you get, can I ask a quick question yeah. there? Do you get, um, when you add those cards yeah. and you're sending people to other, other videos and um, other links, do you get um, analytics to see how many people clicked on those cards and the, you know, the click-through rates? Yeah, um, yeah. there's quite a really good um, analytics on there. So it's always worth keeping an eye um, and seeing what's working and getting the balance right as well, because obviously you, you want to kind of keep people watching that video so I personally try not to put a card too early on in the video say I wouldn't put one kind of 30 seconds in mm. unless I've mentioned a particular resource or a particular video um, so maybe try and leave a bigger gap than say 30 seconds try and leave it until a minute or a couple of minutes um, but again it's getting that balance between keeping people watching but also helping them find you or the content as well but I think it's it's always going to be slightly different for different people um with different content in different industries and again it's all about just trying and testing and keeping an eye on your analytics to see what's working yeah makes sense yes, definitely mm-hmm. um so that's mainly the the kind of youtube side of things done and that's where the, the real repurposing kind of kicks in because whilst video content is is really powerful and I think everyone should be um, incorporating some of it into their um, content regime as it were um, we really do have to cater for people who want to consume content in different ways and there are a lot of people out there who would prefer and find it easier to read a blog rather than watch a video for example yeah um, and because you've got that amazing transcript if you've used rev.com you've got a great basis there for blogs so that would be my next and, and advice to people who are creating video is to then create a fantastic piece of, of content from that video, a standalone piece that can be read um, on its own without somebody ever having to watch the video. But there again, um, it's really easy on a website like WordPress, for example, to actually have a bit of both. So you can create a blog um, which could be a standalone piece and people could just read that and get all the information they need and it would make perfect sense without having seen the video but you can also embed the video the youtube video onto your blog as well so people can do a bit of both yeah that's exactly what we do so we will always we we always like to say we create multimedia and blog posts where we'll make sure that the entire article is is evergreen and long form and could stand alone anywhere and you don't need to watch the the podcast or listen watch the video or listen to podcasts but you can just read it but then we would always put the video on because people may want to watch the video instead or as well as yeah. and then the gra- all the graphics that we create disperse them through the the p- the articles as well because like you said it's just creating different forms of content in a post yeah. and if the video is there um why not you know why not put it in the the post as well just give people an option really isn't it like you said absolutely mm-hmm. and doing it that way um embedding it um, into your into your blog you're not kind of sending people off your website you know back onto youtube yes you keep them on your website which is great for your um you know for your website as well because google's recognizing that people are staying on your page for you know sometimes three four five minutes if they watch the full video as well as reading the blog it could even be more than that so yeah exactly um for the blog post and um, we talked about all of the um seo research you use and the various tools that you use for keyword yeah. um research for youtube yeah. what um what kind of keyword research do you then use what tools and things like that do you use for the blogs um well i swear by yoast um i i find it really really user friendly um so um it's 
really easy to install on a WordPress website. And I, I think people find it really um really user-friendly user so it gives you a traffic-like system where it, it gives you a score on all sorts of different things such as like keyword density so how many times have you used that keyword throughout your blog it might be that you've used it too many it might be that you've not used it too much and you'll get a red amber or green light on each each um sort of marking um for each thing to show how well you're doing and i think people can really relate to that um so i i tend to stick by that and i think you know, I'd, for certain clients, I'll use something different if they use a different tool. But Yoast would be the one that I would I would always tend towards, really. But what, what tool do you use prior to Yoast? Well, Yoast, obviously, Yoast is brilliant. Um, I totally agree with you on that. I don't yes. haven't found anything really better. But yeah. you have to come to Yoast with the keyword. So, keyword. is there any what do, what um, tools do you use to do the keyword research to select the keywords for the article? So it depends um, who I'm working with because different clients will have different software that they use. But normally I'll have done that part using Morning Fame. And yes. As Morning mm. Fame is um, kind of we're talking about the, the YouTube side of things that's still relevant for um, for the, the blog side of things because the key, the focus keyword, if you like, will be the same for the uh, for the the video and the right. Blog. Okay. So I've decided that in the first couple of steps of Morning Fame, and then just use that focus keyword that morning ferns help me generate in yoast if that makes sense yeah that makes sense so you can double up and use it for the, do the research for both the blog and right. the video that's that's yes. great so i think um well it's a good point to actually wrap up there but we could yeah. talk and talk and talk for ages about all the, all the extra things but you provided some really great tips and advice there especially on the youtube process and um from finding keywords to adding the cards and all the extra things that you should do and then of course the blog process as well so yeah. really really useful um so where should people go natalie if they want to connect with you on uh, social media or find out more about you yeah absolutely so i'm on um most of the main channels facebook twitter um instagram mainly um so at hot content uk um there's the podcast um one hot thing as you mentioned before um if you visit hotcontent.co.uk you can um, find most of the resources there um but i do also have if people want to um download it i have some templates which people might find useful so this whole process that i've talked through i have a downloadable template if it would be of interest to any of your listeners um which they can then edit um so there's one for the youtube process for people who create video content there's one for people who have a podcast a sort of a, a, a process template and there's one for bloggers as well so um i'll send you the link amy if you want to put it in your show notes and people are more than welcome to download and, and edit and make it their own brilliant thank you that sounds fantastic i'll link to all of that as well so thank you so much thank you <laughs> oh, all right thank you natalie it's wonderful chatting to you and you thanks amy